0: Hey, everybody. You did it. Hey, guys. You did, ah. he did it. No, no, you did it. No, we're we're making a different. point that you did No, you did it right. Yeah. Hey,
1: everybody is the same as hey, guys. No, There's no difference. It's
0: different. No because, difference. Because, this because morning, guys. Hey, guys. Hmm. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody is and way girls. more friendly. It's way more inclusive. I, I think guys hey, everybody. includes everybody. It does, because we're from Minnesota. Mm. But what's better is just <laughs> y'all or everyone. I don't think y'all is even a word, so Jins? I don't think it is better. What about yin's? Have you, have you heard <laughs> yens?: No one says yin's on purpose. What are yin's eating for dinner? It's, it's not on purpose. What for, is that? It's old. Probably cool. if you're like before the 70s and you are... Your mom didn't say yin's? You weren't born in the 70s? No. Hmm. I wasn't born in the 70s. What are yin's eating for... When are, y- when are Yins going to be here? I don't like that. Yins. I, I think that's how it's used. I don't know. You'll have to ask someone older than me. Scott? <laughs> 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 uh, we're back with another...
2: another. You know what we need is a boomer in here. Do you got any boomers out there? You're the closest we got.
0: <laughs> You're way closer than us.
2: See, that right there was just an insult to an Xer. Why do I always have to be skipped over? Why do yeah. I have to be a latchkey kid? That's
1: the reason you are so angsty. I think the it would be great and the boomers got
0: all the attention. If we could do one of our podcasts, wow.
2: just <laughs> it. our
0: dads, the three of our dads together in a room podcasting, I think that would be... That would be great. <laughs> interesting. We should do <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. A lot would come out of that. It would we should be move
2: on before we say something stupid. Too political, too fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. It would. <laughs> yep. Uh, Hey, uh, Greg. How you feeling? Uh, about
1: fifty-five percent. Oh, you went wow. down from yeah, earlier.
0: Down
2: five percent.
0: Yeah. Yep. Greg had some food issues. I ate something that poisoned ago. me.
2: That food issues is a very politically correct way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody has been sick before, but nobody wants to hear about it. That's strange. I think that you don't. I want love to hearing you know, get into the dirty details. Oh, and they were dirty. (laughs) Oh, my
0: goodness. (laughs) What it usually comes down to with that kind of stuff is when you visualize certain sicknesses, you can also start to experience it with your other senses, too, and that's just bad. Do you have a food that you don't eat because you were sick off of it? I stayed away from Domino's Pizza for quite a while because I had a bad experience. Hmm. Yep. I've just started
1: adding hummus back into my... Oh, hummus. Yeah. That's
0: good. The problem with... Uh, like the spicier, greasier <laughs> foods is when you get sick off them, it compounds your sickness. Like if, if I were to throw up and just have my stomach be full of raw carrots, that's a thing. But if I've got... <laughs> uh, raw awful. carrots?
1: No, like if you chew <laughs> I enough, I need to to chew, chew better. Carrots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I've got dominoes that's coming back up, that's not a good feel. Yeah. That's. I don't think it's ever a good feel. Nope.
1: Yeah.
2: About 25 years ago,
1: Maybe I wasn't even bit of, born
2: then. You were. Uh, just barely born. I uh, went to this was when I was a youth pastor. At one of the evening things go to Mr. Gaddy's, which is like it was. Mr. Gaddy's a thing? It's maybe just Texas. It's,
0: it's just older people. No, no. It's just like X-ersion it's the
2: arcade and all-you-can-eat pizza. And I remember roller just. Roller rink. No roller rink. I don't know. I'm. You know, I played a lot of games. Do they have laser tag? You are a uh, gamer. Anyway, I ate a significant amount of Mr. Gaddy's pizza, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then stood in the backyard. <laughs> 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 and uh, and needless to
0: say, this is, this podcast is not sponsored by Mr. Gaddy's today. Or is it? <laughs> uh, Today's brought to you by Mr. Gaddy's fully cooked pizza. Did you guys have CC's growing up?
1: Yeah, I have seen a CC's when I lived in Springfield, but I've never been in. Yeah,
2: it's 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 like one, it's
0: like commercial
2: Totino's pizza. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> uh,
0: it's it's actually it's the pizza that you order in the fundraisers that middle schoolers do door-to-door. Oh, pizza sales. Yeah. Yep, it's a pizza sale pizza place. We had our last CC's experience in Virginia Beach when both our kids were Old enough to eat pizza, and for us to take advantage of it, kids eat free. We went to CC's because kids eat free every day, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. About, I don't know, probably about 10, 15 years
2: ago, it wasn't 15, at least 10 years ago, though, they had a Super Bowl ad that said something like, free CC's tonight, or something like that. And so, I mean, we were, anything free food was enough, we needed it. Yeah, <laughs> and so we drove to like I don't know Maple Grove or something to go to a CC's, and then they told us it's only participating CC's, and they were not one.
0: Uh, I felt that's true. I felt Rest a I felt a
2: amount of rage and dissatisfaction. That <laughs> was uh,
0: yeah. That's not fair.
2: Yeah, I that's mean it was bad. a Super Bowl ad.
0: It mm-hmm. was people saw it. And then they knew they were gonna. There's only one CC's in the country that was (laughs) offering that promotion. That's a good marketing strategy. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. If you come to uh, Corner Church this week, you'll get a free something. Hey, people! If people who came to the Corner Coffee North this week, you got to guess which one.
2: We we had free drinks this week. Yeah, that went well. That was so much fun. Yeah, super cool. What else is going on in the Corner world? Uh, The the. Big thing that's coming really soon is our, our Winter United Service at Kenwood Recreational Center, Community Center. Is it Rec, rec Center or Rec Center?
0: Yeah, Kenwood Rec Center, yep. Yep.
2: And uh, so that's bringing our, all of our communities and all of our services together for one, the 23rd of February. Looking forward to that. Sledding after service. Sledding. Bring your sleds, bring your snow gear. Um, then uh, our connection groups, if you have not... Got involved in a connection group, there's still a chance. Dive into that quickly yeah.
0: and uh, definitely build
2: relationship connection from that.
0: So Today is Friday the 7th. Uh, tomorrow. That's good. You, you did so good at. It's the 8th, Saturday. <laughs> nope. I'm good at math. <laughs> wow. Tomorrow mm-hmm. we'll be having uh, curling. If you've never gone curling, I don't, you're, yeah, it's going to be fun. Sunday going to be sledding as well. Jenny's group. It's going to be a fun group.
2: Yep. So a lot of things happening, especially in the connection group world. That's that's a great way to get involved, get connected with people, and so. Hey, we're gonna jump into reconciliation this week. Zach and I and fifty five percent of Greg are gonna talk about that for a little bit. Enough. Woohoo!
1: It's gonna be great.
2: <laughs> Greg, you're up. Go for it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, reconciliation is uh, what a party. This is
1: our fourth week? No. Third week oh. of talking about it.
2: So we've talked about the cost. We've talked about the shared cost. Well, shared isn't right the right word or mutual isn't the right word, but This is our fourth week. There's no avoiding cost. I was right. Okay? You can count. <laughs> yeah. So can, so can Zach. Week. We're back to that. <laughs>
0: Today's number
2: is four. We talked about... So there's, there's no avoiding cost if reconciliation is going to happen. You can be innocent, you can be guilty, you can be uh, whatever, all those in between. <laughs> 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 but there's... You can even be the third party, and there's still... There's cost. There's cost for reconciliation to take place. Yeah. We talked about reconciliation between us and God, and... Uh, how Jesus is the ultimate example of bearing cost in the process of reconciliation, but then it's not a moment to... We, we talked quite a bit about our cost and having reconciled relationship with God. It isn't just like, God, if you really want to love me and have a relationship with me, you just got to do your thing, and I'll do whatever. It's, we have to. There's cost to that, and that's an important part. talked about reconciliation between people and people. And that's really intense. Ugh, yep. that was intense. Yeah. And uh, um, to think about what what is making you willing or able to do the work of reconciliation relationship with a person sure. and uh, cost again. And uh, today, it's interesting, We like the, the foundation that we're we're jumping off, aiming towards is reconciliation between the church and culture. And uh, uh, I don't know. Do, do we get there? I think so. <laughs> Maybe through a back door or a side yeah, door? It, Window? Um, as in, all uh, hopefully, all the messages that we work through is that it's it can be a moment where you easily decide, this is what we're going to talk about, and then you do a bunch of research to support what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But as you study scripture, as you do research, as you talk it out,
0: hopefully that we have an openness to be nudged. I think the reconciliation to God, if you are... Pursuing faith, there's very few things that cause you to think, "Ah, I'm not interested in God. If you have relationship with people and there's some estrangement or some issues, there's very few things that cause you to think, I'm not really interested in those people. But the conversation about culture is an area where it can be really easy for us to look at a people group who is different from us. They have different ideas or beliefs, different experiences, and for us to say, I don't really like them, and because of that, I don't really want anything to do with reconciliation. Yeah. And we see, we'll, t- we'll open this up, but God actually is all about reconciling to the people who are furthest from him, yeah. and that he calls us to be ambassadors, that we reconcile ourselves to the people who are farthest from us.
2: And I think something that we definitely, the three of us have in our shared background is, uh, maybe from different eras. Yeah, you I mean can Zach that. and I are the same. Yeah. Okay, but but there um, maybe because you guys were in youth group and I was a youth pastor. There in this era, where it's your fault. I, it was. I'm sorry. <laughs> but there was a there were lines drawn in culture that Christians should not connect with. I. And I know that I've done it. But like this picture, like the youth group picture is the youth pastor says, hey, Billy, get up on that chair. And now, hey, hey, James, come over here and see if you can pull him off the chair. And see, people can get pulled off the chair. You shouldn't hang out with sinners. It's easier to get pulled down than it is to pull up. Yeah. And uh, that's a that's. That's a terrible mentality. Yeah, yeah. Jesus didn't follow that one very that's well. That's
0: in scriptures, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Jesus, why? Look, I can pull you off the chair, Jesus. And Jesus would go, yeah, so I can be with
0: you. Actually, I mean, he's already off the chair. Let's be real. He's, he already stepped off that chair a long time ago and yeah. decided to get down and bring himself into Yeah.
2: It. Yep. The, that Matthew picture of who is Jesus? Jesus is the Messiah, God with us.
1: Yeah. Like, I would say,
0: God off the chair.
2: The thing
1: I learned most clearly in youth group was who are the people that God doesn't love
0: mm-hmm.
1: or God doesn't care about or that are furthest away to be the most kind. But
0: I had some. There I mean, were some good things, too. Yeah, plenty. There were some good things. things. I will say, I have my my first youth pastor, <laughs> he's <are> s- <laughs> still a pastor, he's down in Alabama, and uh, I remember my best friend in high school, Charlie, when he came to youth group, he was using methamphetamines, he came in with uh, just knots in his hair, he had the big black pants with chains and straps, and was wearing a slipknot hoodie, I mean, Charlie was as rough as you could be. And my youth pastor, Mark, immediately connected with Charlie and loved Charlie. Mm. I mean, Charlie's mom had been praying for him for decades at that point, or you know, 15, 16 years. And through that, I mean, Charlie came to know Jesus and everything shifted and it was crazy to watch and to see a youth pastor who was really embodying Jesus that even the crazy, slip not listening, swearing, meth using, teenager, has a place in this church.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and part of the reason I am silent in that response is because the number one thing I heard my youth pastor say growing up was, they, it, was it was she. She had this phrase, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And over, like, I get the heart behind it, but I also hear that even today i hear that echoing in my head of like yeah. can this person be my friend because do i want to live a life like them are they going to make me a worse person
2: yeah and the the problem is that it that's it's true it's right but uh it's it's even the intent is helpful but uh it's it's this it's the encouraging of atrophy. Like, hey, live your life inside of the bubble so you don't have to be intentional in how you relate and connect and do friendship with people. Um, and then when you bump into somebody who's outside of whatever they would say the box is, you just go, oh, when I'm w- I, I chameleon whatever friend I'm with. And that's not what we're called to do. Yeah, I
1: feel like that phrase, though, is so built up around it. It's so fear based oh it's
2: fear based yeah,
1: and i don't, I would actually say that anything that's fear based, I probably wouldn't call it true, I mean I think it's true from the standpoint that you become like the people that you surround yourself with, like I want the reason I want a deeper relationship with God and Jesus is to become more like Jesus, yeah, uh, but I also think if if we're using it as a fear based tactic i don't I actually don't think it's true or helpful,
2: yeah. I think it, it does put in an urgency to connect with Christ, have personal relationship with him. Um, and, I mean, I, I think this, I talk about it often, is that um, if the simple mentality of saying, uh, you know, get what you need to learn from the church, be taught what you need to know about the Bible from the pastor, uh, you know, connect with Christian people only because that they you've become a better Christian, I think all those things are can be noble and pure but also can cause you to have deep reliance on those things and no reliance on Christ
0: and it leads to us not actually reaching out it I think it leads to an insulated system where you know we're on our way to heaven and God get us out of here quick come back Jesus save us from this terrible culture that's us standing on the chair you know trying not to be pulled down by people that yep. We see Jesus stepping off the chair and coming down into people's lives, and
2: yeah. yeah, and again, noble. I think I don't. I don't think I was as a youth pastor in the '90s and 2000, early 2000s. I don't think I was necessarily trying to hurt people.
0: What's the uh, <laughs> What's well, the it was physically? also doing Fear Factor and stuff, so a little bit of trying to. Fear yeah. What's people. the worst decision? you made as a youth pastor that oh, you can maybe. now say because he of past the statute. He, yeah. the, mm, he can't talk about those yeah. yet. Statute of limitations <laughs> on anything is... He needs five certain more years. Yeah. But five years. in the AG, it's tripled.
2: I think the the thing that... Again, pure intention, but it is it is fear that um, we don't want people to get hurt or have potential of being hurt. and uh, And now, you guys are it. Look what! Look at! Look at millennials! Look how great you guys are! Yeah. I said no boomer ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you avocado eating napkin killer we're gonna, fools. <laughs>
2: we're going to. Uh, uh, I, we're we're going to talk a little bit about, and we're not going to go real far in it, maybe in this moment, but we're going to talk a little bit about economics. There's the We've been having these questions surrounding economics because reconciliation, again, going back to the cost factor, brings a lot of uh, parallel to just some simple economic principles. And the three main economic questions are, what should we produce, how we should we produce it, and for who are we going to produce it for? And uh, the question we're going to ask you know, after some diving into that, is, <clears throat> oh, sorry, is what, uh, what if, how are we deciding who we're going to reconcile with? Yeah. How, how are we deciding who we're going to reconcile with? And what if we make that decision wrong?
0: Yeah, what if we get that wrong? Yeah, On either side. Which
2: goes back to the whole picture of the the chair, pull off the chair, all that stuff. Is that is there a
1: bad person or thing or... To reconcile too shouldn't be reconciled. For? That's the that's point. Yeah, kind of Greg <laughs> got it. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I don't know if I get it though. Well, the 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 picture. Because I would say no.
2: Yeah, I well, the in in a relationship with a from God to person, uh, I think that it's pretty easy in in aspects of Christian culture, Christian thought, to go, well, that person is too bad, and so that's one that's uh, that's dangerous said christians never said god exactly yeah and then uh, and then from person to person you i think this is i mean not just for sure not just christians but christians can have this moment too of just saying uh we use some scary things that are good and protective but also dangerous to say you know i don't want to be an enabler i don't want to be uh, i got to some self-preservation or protection uh they've hurt me so deeply you know all the we we draw a lot of fences and would say you know i can reconcile with anybody except for them
1: yeah it's the moment where someone from my church days back in the day asks me about a fellow youth group person are they even a christian anymore and my response is are you their friend?
2: Because
0: yeah.
1: that's
2: maybe what matters more. Yep. Like, what happened there?
1: Yep. Yeah,
2: and, and to, we need to really, really wrestle with that, and even to the point of saying, well, you know, what, is, what are the things that cause us to be wrong, mm. to, be, to make that wrong decision? Because people will have this, like, a full conviction moment of saying, ah, you know, I, I'm trying hard to have a relationship with God, but I can't have a relationship with them hmm. and that is maybe that's part of wrestling with the semantic of re- reconciliation or re- restoration. Hmm. reconciliation isn't necessarily restoration, but doesn't alleviate consequences but it's a uh, it's it's messy, and i I think hopefully we have this moment on on Sunday where people can be vulnerable and honest about. It's complexity. It's easier to say can, can't, 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 can. Most people, but not them, and and to put that on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, A recurring theme in scripture, Zach, you and I. We what a weird, weird theme to bring to the surface. But there's a recurring theme in biblical picture and poetry picture of. This picture of marrying a relationship with a prostitute or uh, somebody who's in, in infidelity. A flucy. And so, um, parents, if you're if you're a parent of a small child, I would not encourage you to read Hosea tonight. Yeah. Hmm. The, the yeah. message version of Hosea. Yeah. Is raw. It
0: uses the word whore a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And I, I mean, that is. This is a chunk of the Bible that is not. Rated E for everyone, oh. and it's Wait. not meant to be read to read to kids. But to see this picture play out, that in Hosea God calls Hosea to marry this woman Gomer, who, well, he Which says, by the way go marry a prostitute. Yeah, and, and of her. course
2: you know what her name would be.
0: Gomer. Gomer. Anyway, so the go marry
2: Gomer, keep going. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, <laughs> and then just to love her as I have loved Israel, as Israel has prostituted itself out to all these other gods, to all these other nations, and the history being that Israel really was failing at this relationship with God, following God. They were continuing to give themselves to these other religions, to even marry people from these other um, people groups that were fully invested in some pretty terrible things in the name of religion. The Moabites, the Canaanites, um, did some really bad things. Not just like, oh, they stole things. There was, I mean, very dark stuff happening in that world in that time. Child sacrifice, uh, these really not good religion, sex, culture things. And the Israelites continued to just jump right in and say, we're going to follow this God. We're going to do this instead of following Uh, the God of Israel
2: and the repeated its repeated really in three cycles in the book of Hosea and uh, it's Hosea's intense but it's also it's this collection of 25 years of poetic writing and so it's it's you know if you're looking to read it straight and easy it's 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 definitely complex but the the repeated part of this narrative is that God says go marry the prostitute and then there's this part of the narrative is about rage oh my goodness Hosea and the rage in it, of uh, you know, I, again, it's not real comfortable to read, you know, go to her, demand her, and, you know, it, it says, like, s- strip her naked as if she was, you know, as a, when she came into this world, and uh, it's mean, and then you turn the page to Hosea chapter 3, and all of a sudden, there's this, from the rage, to all of a sudden, complete grace, yeah and in that picture of complete grace, then, then, it's this whole illustration is brought to the surface. It says, "Just as Hosea, you married Gomer, who was so incredibly unfaithful to you. Now go, and you know, court her, love her, and be married to her as if nothing happened." This yeah. is how yeah. I relate. This is how I'm reconciled to the Israelites.
0: Hosea says, "I will, basically, to Gomer, I will, I will take you out into the fields, and we will be with one another as if nothing had ever happened." Yep. And th- I mean, that points all the way back to intimacy in the garden, Adam yeah. and Eve walking in intimacy with God, being in the field, completely exposed and intimate with each other. And, uh, the same picture paints out in Ezekiel 16, yeah. uh, again, Israel, another point where Jerusalem decides they don't want to follow God. And, uh, this beautiful picture, it's, it, Ezekiel 16, such a sad chapter. This picture that God sees Israel uh, lying on the ground, laying in, laying in their own blood, and, and God saying, live, and growing them up and giving them love, taking care of them, making an oath with them, and uh, bathing them, washing them, uh, but that Israel trusted in their beauty and their fame to become a prostitute. Uh, again, speaking to these other gods that they decided to serve. That they took their sons and daughters and they sacrificed them as food to idols, uh, just detestable practices, and uh, God goes on to say, "Wow, woe to you! These are terrible things. I have so much fury. You're such an adulterous wife." Again, with the rage. Yeah, the it's rage real. and uh, all of these things, and then, however.
2: Yeah, verse 60 has a yet moment. Yeah. Yet you know, even though I'm you cheated, even though you're. The worst. You're <laughs> the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you in the days of your youth. Yeah. And I will establish an everlasting covenant with you now.
0: Mm.
2: And uh, again, this is a recurring theme. We, it's in Jeremiah, we see even uh, this picture of it as Paul says, you know, the wages of sin is death. We see this rage. But then there's this gift of reconciliation. Yeah. And uh, this reconciliation is not deserved, not natural, not easy. And God being all-knowing, all-powerful, all-capable, not confined by time, he does the work of reconciliation even knowing the possibility or the reality that it's going to fail again.
0: I had a conversation with a friend yesterday who has had an estrangement with a friend and she said, you know, I, I want everything to be on the table. I'm willing to meet at reconciliation, and this person is not willing. What do mm-hmm. I do with that? How how do you walk in reconciliation towards someone when, they're, when they don't want it? And, you know, we talked through that reconciliation is not trying to go back, as we talked many weeks ago. It's not trying to go back to the good old days. Um, there's something new that needs to happen in reconciliation. It's not an excuse to, all right, now I'm going to let someone abuse me. I'm going to let someone walk all over me again. Um, but it really is like, I want reconnection. Yeah. And uh, man, sometimes when the other party doesn't want it, what we talked about and what we'll get into on Sunday is just as in economics, it, it would be a really dumb decision to build a road that nobody would use. It seems like a really dumb decision in reconciliation to build a connection road to somebody that they may never jump on. And yet that's exactly what God's reconciliation toward us is, and I believe that's what he calls us to do, is to be the one to build a road out to somebody and to continue to invite them onto that road, and they may never walk on it.
2: Yeah, and that's part of our picking and choosing narrative of who we reconcile with is that, uh, well, I'm going to do the work of reconciliation because it's probably going to work with this person, and I'm not going to do the work of reconciliation with this person because it's probably not going to work out. And God has lived out this example of uh, commitment, brokenness, upset, but then building a road. And uh, that's, that's incredibly intense. Yeah. And then we jump into Second Corinthians chapter 5 where Paul builds this picture not of just saying, Hey, you should try to be like Jesus, instead he says you are Christ's ambassadors in reconciliation, meaning that uh, you are in his stead, and Mm -hmm. we are to be complete, not just Christ-like-ish, but we represent Christ in the ministry of reconciliation.
0: Mm. Yeah, we're
2: the ones building the road. We're the ones building the road.
0: Which, if we look at it from a a strictly cost perspective, uh, we have to remember the value that cost isn't just the uh the money that gets put into something like the cost of something is what somebody would be willing to pay for it yeah it speaks to the value of the thing and so all of the roads that god has built to me i would look at on paper and be like wow whoever designed this whoever's planning this they're terrible with finances and they shouldn't be trusted with anything Mm -hmm. uh and yet, that that's literally what God has done. This high risk, low chance of success thing that He would say, "I'm willing to give uh, myself in human form, live a life, die, raise from the dead, all that, so this person might decide to enter relationship with me."
1: I would say the if it's where you focus, what the value is. Like the value is not the road or even the road being used. The yep. value is the what's at the end of that road yeah and yeah. i think that's the amazing thing is that God's saying you are so worth it that i'll build as many roads as i need to yeah to yeah. have the possibility of reconciliation yeah. with you
2: and, and so when we bring this back to a culture picture uh the church to culture it's very easy to say uh and we're not going to fill in those gaps because we all have different ones but to say well I would encourage you to reach out to build a road to this group, but that one might not be worth it. And hmm. that one is going to be really complicated. And that one's pretty risky. Hmm. And I think as Christ's ambassador in God's example, um, the, most, the, the picture is the risky road was to build a road to the Israelites. It was a terrible idea.
0: Terrible. And not economically <laughs> wise. <laughs> terrible idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, because... Again, uh, build build a road to a group of people that will are failing you now and will fail you again. Well, again, in that 90s youth pastor mode, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, careful, careful. Don't go over there. You don't and, have a relationship with them. Yeah, Because well, they this might is, tear you down. They might. They might pull you down their road. You know what? You might give a whole bunch of yourself to something that won't work
1: out yeah yeah you only have a certain amount of time so you might as well invest it where you can see the biggest return
0: the yeah. biggest return yeah and jesus would say i'm spending all my time on this thing and everyone's looking like why do you why are you doing that yeah why do you've got 99 sheep why are you going after one it's it's a it's gone it's a lost cause yeah like, and here we are and
2: we'll we'll dive more into this in the the week to come but we're February is Black History Month, and uh, thinking about just even the picture of diversity or the absence of diversity in our church communities. Yeah. And uh, it's easy to go, well, you know what, it's, it's pretty easy to build a road to people that are most like me. And again, God's example is, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, build, a, build the road. Build the road. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good challenge. Anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I think, that, you know, I know that um, there are a lot of things to talk about. I, I wrote some of this in the notes, that there are things that we can talk about in church that are, um, you know, oh, that's a good principle. Thank you for telling me that good principle. There's some things that you can say, oh, that's other people's problems. And, oh, that's, man, I, I like to know that I'm not the worst person in the mm. world. Or, or to say that it's something that if somebody figures out the answer, then you can just replicate it. And anyway, reconciliation is not any of those things. It's not somebody else's problem. It's not something that can be done to you or for you. It's mm-hmm. not something that other people are worse at. It's just like welcome life, yeah. reconciliation, yeah. deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a part of life.
0: Yeah. The road analogy. We you know we can feel like the savior or the hero if we've built a road to someone and they decide to to get on it. And uh, as we talk about all different kinds of groups of people that are. It just comes down to there are many people who are different from us, from me as an individual, many people who are different from me. And at any point that I'm willing to go to the extent of building a road, it has to be first out of understanding the impossible road God built to me. Yeah. And that if, if someone steps on that road, it's not my road. This is, this is God's road. This is uh, our journey we get to have together. Discipleship is not the kind of the 80s, 90s church model of you know say this prayer and man, angels are clapping for you in heaven right now. Good luck being a Christian. That's it. No, there's real discipleship. If if someone steps into this, this is let's talk through every question you might have. If it's, if you meet with someone who is very, very different from you and uh, they decide we're going to, we're going to build a relationship together. There's questions. It's not easy, yeah. but it's so worth it. Walk yeah. this road with people. Uh, yeah. First know the road that God built to you was, that's an impossible road and he did it.
2: Yeah. But it's what a r- reminder, at least for me, is that discipleship and reconciliation with people that are like pre-made, pre-formed Christian is kind of easy, or uh, at least least there's some path there, but if somebody doesn't have that background, it'd be, again, it's really easy to go, boy, you know what? Uh, You're so different, you believe so different, you look so different, and so yeah, somebody else is going to have to walk on that or build that road for you and that's (laughs) Mm. what a mistake Mm.
0: who's gonna blaze the trail just like in our local early together you're uniquely placed
2: yep yep well thanks this is uh, this is this is good challenges and uh, um, this is something that uh, by being part of this conversation is not gonna lead to perfection uh, but rather hopefully it leads to a continued process so thanks for being part of it see you later
1: guys